this is Lisa Nearing with Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. This podcast is sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy, education that takes you in the right direction. True North Homeschool Academy offers live, online, and self-paced courses for K-12 through grade, academic advising and career counseling, testing that satisfies state testing requirements, a unique special needs program, and community. Check out our Survive Homeschooling High School ebook. This ebook details all that you should consider as you plan and implement high school. You get the benefit of my experience advising homeschoolers from around the world for over the past decade. It covers the core four subjects, electives, extracurriculars, sports, music, how to put it all together, including forms to use. Also, check out our Young Professional series. These e-pamphlets are loaded with information about how to utilize the high school years if your student has a particular career or vocational focus. Titles to date are written for budding lawyers, mental health and health occupations professionals, educators, filmmakers, and authors. Included are 10 specific skill sets or activities that your student can do while still in high school to get a jumpstart on the career, build their transcripts to garner easy acceptance and even scholarships in their area of interest, and of course, soft skills to focus on their particular career field. Put our experience to work for you as you educate your kids. Now, in this episode of Soft Skills 101, we're going to hear from Katie Horner. Katie Horner is a popular author, online business coach, mentor, and international speaker whose forte is course creation and curriculum development, followed closely by relationship marketing. Katie is the founder of SuccessfulOnlineCourses.com and CapitationHomeschool.com. She is also the author of over 50 self-published books, including five Amazon bestsellers. Katie's Lifestyle Business Podcast, For Your Success, began airing in February 2017 and has had such guests as John Lee Dumas, Gary Leland, Aaron Walker, Bill Stanton, and Rachel Martin. Her articles have been published in various places, both on and offline, including The Huffington Post, Homeschooling Today Magazine, WorldTraveling.com, HomeschoolBlogging.com, and HomeschoolGiveaways.com. She's been featured at FinCon, ShiftCon, Social Media Week Lima, Blended Blogging Conference, and the Florida Parent Educators Association Annual Conventions, among others, and now hosts her own semi-annual business retreats for her mastermind members at Blogwell Retreats. Born in Birmingham, New York in 1979, she currently coaches entrepreneurs from her home abroad in Campeche, Mexico, where she lives with her husband, managing their local coffee shop and home educating their five children. You can learn more about their K through sixth grade literature-based curriculum that they've developed for Spanish-speaking homeschoolers at lemonhaas.com and their ministry to business owners at Handprint Legacy. Be sure to check out milkthechristmasmonkey.com, which you'll hear about more in the show. Besides being a successful wife, mother, homeschooler, and multilingual business owner, Katie has a creative and huge heart for the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode of Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age, as much as I did. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's fun to be here. I love how technology allows us. You're in Mexico. I'm in South Dakota. I envy your weather. (laughs) And we can talk and and just chat across all these miles. It's so awesome. Yeah. Last day of October and we're still in the low 80s here. It's beautiful. It was like 12 on our porch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
Katie, you have a really interesting background and you have had like all of us who have been living a life of the gospel as, as much as we possibly can for any length of time. You've had an interesting smash up of wild successes and deep hurts. And out of that, you have created a very unique life for yourself and your family of five that you homeschool with your husband in Mexico. So I'd love for you to just share with us a little bit about some of the really crazy things you're doing, which are so exciting. And what God has you, where he has you right now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and that could take like the next hour. So if we have yeah, to right? the two, we can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, I guess, how did we get to Mexico to begin with is where we usually start. That's usually what people want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, we came to Mexico uh, back in 2007 as uh, missionaries, and we had to raise our own support to come down and people who said, I pledged so much a month to support what you're doing. And uh, we worked initially with a Bible college ministry for a couple of years. And then the Lord moved us over to Campeche, Mexico, where we still are today. Um, And we've been here since 2010. And um, it's just been an amazing journey, like you said, of hurts and of healings. And, you know, through some of those ministry transitions, there was, there was a lot of hurt and things that happened, but Yet through it all, we can look back and see how God got us to where we are today and all the doors that he has opened because of coming through those things and being on the other side of them and how faithful he is in all of that. And so um, we came to Campeche originally thinking we would spend the rest of our lives in this small local children's home ministry, um, you know, serving 30 people forever. And we were completely fine with that. And then about nine months into it, the rug kind of got pulled out from under us and that that assignment ended as well as the funding for that assignment. And we were stuck here with four children under the age of six and, you know, not, we didn't want to go back to the States. We also didn't really have enough money to go back. If we did, what would we do? Hey, I'm here. I'm a failed missionary, you know? And and, I mean, how do you, how do you tell people about that experience in a way that, um, still honors God. And, and we didn't want to leave. We, we knew from years back that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives in Mexico. And so uh, we stayed and we had to get creative in finding a way to support ourselves. Some people call that tent making ministry. Um, and there again, we got a lot of flack for doing that too. How can you be on the mission field and starting a business? How can you possibly have time to do both? And, you know, all of this. And yet, you know, now with the hindsight that we have and the grace that the Lord has given, we can see how many more doors he's opened because of that. And and we did start a business and a ministry to the Spanish speaking homeschool community. Um, and we've been able to create the only literature based homeschool curriculum that exists today in the Spanish world. And it serves preschoolers through sixth grade. So there's eight grade levels of material. And we have a blog that supports those parents and we have Facebook groups that support them. We have a how to homeschool online course for new first time homeschool parents. And the Spanish homeschool movement is just exploding all over the world. And last year, 2018, we hosted the first in history online homeschool conference for Spanish speakers. And this year, the second year for this event, we had over 5,000 families attend from 60 some countries around the world and just completely blows our mind and also humbles us that, you know, we thought we would 
we thought we would be spending the rest of our lives in this little local ministry. And now we're touching people all over the world and just amazed at what God is doing. That is so exciting. We will have all those links in the show notes. So don't worry, you can find the ministry and what they're doing. Um, you know, we do a lot with foreign language at North Home School Academy. And just in the writing that I've done for a foreign language, more people speak Spanish than English around the world. So it's no surprise the summit that you held was so popular. It's just going to grow because people are homeschooling for so many different reasons than they were 10 years ago. And those reasons are <laughs> continuing to expand. So uh, that's phenomenal. And so you guys really had to get creative. You had to really... You were stuck in Mexico, really almost literally stuck in Mexico with a young family. And, and really what you had was your wits and a living God and your creativity to get you through. And now you're doing this international ministry. Wow. What can you share with our listeners about how to tap into your own creativity to overcome those experiences? Because we all get to places where we feel stuck, where we feel discouraged, maybe not in Mexico, but certainly wherever we're at and how do we get past all of that to see what's next? Well, I think, um, you know, just to, just to give a biblical example, God asked Moses what was in his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you have in your hand that you can use to serve me? Um, in the new Testament, when, when someone came up to Jesus trying to test him about the taxes and he said, go fishing. And right there in the fish's mouth was a coin that was exactly what they needed to pay the taxes. The Lord always provides for what he calls you to do. And so in those moments when you're stuck, um, I think it's important to, to look around and see what you have on your, in your hands, right? What, what do I have already? And offering that um, up to the Lord and asking for his wisdom in creativity. You know, I think, I think some of it, some of it he puts in us to start with because he is a creative God, but others of it, um, I think comes with the grace that he gives for each situation. And so asking him for that wisdom to use what you have and put it into place. And in our situation, we did know how to, to build a website um, at that time, because we built one for our ministry previously. So we had that knowledge. We, uh, I had a master's in education, so I, I knew about teaching and curriculum development. Um, we were starting to homeschool our kids, and so we were aware of the needs around us in terms of what, what was available to the Spanish speakers and not available. And we had the language. We had that ability to cross that language barrier and serve them in a way that no one was serving them at that time. And so I think just asking, you know, how could I or, or what could I do? And, and because a lot of times we, we initially, we start off with the, I can't, oh, I can't do that. Or I can't do that. Or people tell us that we had people telling us, you know, you can't have a ministry and a business. You can't have an international business and you, you'll never, you know, whatever. And just choosing to not listen to those and instead say, Lord, this is what I've got. What do you want to do with it? And then how could we make a difference here? What could we do? What is possible what if, you know, and thinking, thinking our, um, taking those thoughts captive and, and funneling them in that direction of, you know, okay, God is creative. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. He's not surprised by this. Um, and, and I know he's got a plan. And so trusting in that, I'm going to trust him to show me what to do with what he's given me. And, you know, my favorite scripture is first Thessalonians 5:24. faithful is he that calls you who also will do it. And so if he's put this in your heart, he's put this calling on your life, 
you don't have to do it yourself. He's going to do it through you. You just have to be the willing vessel there and, and open yourself up to that creativity that he sends. That is such a beautiful word of encouragement. Thank you. I mean, we can all hear that every week. But we still need to hear it every week, don't we? No matter if we feel like we're walking what God has called us to, we just need to hear it like, God's faithful. He's got your back. Just keep walking. Um, you also, besides doing um, the Spanish summit and besides running Lemon Haas and besides homeschooling your kids, you guys have a coffee shop, don't you? <laughs> like, what? how do you make all this work? <laughs> Uh, we, it, it goes in seasons. So yes, um, a couple of years ago, the Lord allowed us to purchase a historic home here in Campeche. And it's right on one of the streets where the buses run by the public transportation and people actually sit outside of our door to wait for that particular bus stop. And one of the rooms between the kitchen and the living room open to the street there. And we thought, oh, this is a perfect outreach opportunity. And so we, um, we're able to find a, a used espresso maker and um, get some tables and things set up in there. And so we have this little coffee shop and we can use it on for ministry and Bible studies on the weekends and uh, open it up to, to people who are passing by through the week and a cup of coffee and a conversation about what the Lord can do for them. And it's it's been a great opportunity, but also to train our kids. It's given us an opportunity for our kids to take some responsibility and have a place where they can do work for money and, you know, uh, serve, learn to serve people and things like that. So it's not, it's kind of seasonally open right now because we're still remodeling the house. Um, but it's, it's definitely been a, a blessing to have that. Well, that is so exciting. Okay. So Katie, a lot of, I asked you about this before we started recording, but a lot of people know you by your flower. So just Katie Horner with a beautiful flower in her hair. Katie, tell us about the flower. Cause it's so, when I think of you in Mexico, I, the flower fits beautifully. So how did that all get started? <laughs> so um, I was teaching an online class. Our, our English speaking business trains bloggers and solopreneurs on the business side of things, creating courses and revenue. And so uh, a couple of years ago when the kids were still tiny, I was, I was hurrying to get ready for this online class that I had to be, present and, and in charge of, right. And grabbed a, grabbed a headband quick and stuck it in my hair. and didn't think anything of it. People just went, love the flower. And so next week when I showed up without the flower, they're all like, where's your flower? Where's your flower? And so I started wearing it more often and, um, it sort of became an, an accidental branding thing. Like it just became something that fit and it. I felt like it fit my personality, but the more that, the more that I wore it, the more that I felt the pleasure of that special little spark, you know, um, the more I realized that this was sort of an outward showing of my inward personality that in previous years and previous ministries, I'd been asked to sort of stuff for the sake of the gospel. Um, and, and it was sort of a, a way that the Lord, um, healed that in me and, and allowed me to show on the outside, the creativity and the personality and the fun that I felt like on the inside. And so it was just a, you know, in, in my head, it's sort of, it's sort of this crown of, of creativity that the Lord allows me to wear on a regular basis. And we've been able to incorporate that into our branding. It has become something that people know me by, and I do wear it when I'm on video and when I'm not, and <laughs> when I'm, I don't wear it through the airports though. And that's, that's a whole other story, but, um, I wear it every day that I'm not in an airport. So it is so creative and expressive. I mean, you guys have so much going on. You are curriculum developers, you're business developers, you're business owners, you're homeschoolers, you're, you're 
you're married. I mean, that is a lot to do all the time. And we, if we don't express ourselves, we can get buried under responsibility, right? Like we have to keep who are we and how do we express our personalities regardless of all the responsibilities we have. Um, it's such a great expression. I, I love it. I, whenever I see your flower, it makes me happy, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. So what can you share with our listeners who are homeschooling or, or parenting their kids and they just feel like the day-to-day is overwhelming? Like how do they nurture their own creativity and their creativity and their kids maybe reframe some of the grumpiness or the crankiness or, or the grind of things? Any great words of wisdom or tips for those families? I think um, in terms of personal creativity, one of the things that that has helped me foster that, um, I, I love to paint watercolors, but if I don't make an appointment to do it, if I don't set it on my calendar and say, okay, this Saturday, I'm going to make time to do this, I, I don't do it because I do just get so busy or I let other things take precedence. And so for those of us who, who already have creative hobbies, it's just making a point and making a, you know, making it a priority to continue to practice those, um, make it, make a date with yourself to, to be able to do that. And, um, when I get overwhelmed or when I get stressed under all of the pressures and things, um, and this, this sounds silly, but we have a hammock chair on our back porch. And right next to it, the wind chimes. And I just love to sit in that hammock and just relax and swing and think about God's goodness and the the wind chimes, you know, God's breath blowing through that and making music all on his own is his own form of creativity. And I find that very relaxing, very inspiring, you know, and, and you may not have a hammock and a wind chime, but maybe it's something else for you. And so I think learning to know yourself enough to know what it is that allows God to speak that creativity into you or to, to give you that time of refreshment and um, get more ideas. And, and the other thing is to, um, and this works for our children as well. It's great to take in information. And so um, I, I read four books a month and our kids are reading or they're listening to audiobooks as part of our homeschool program. And that is, that's extremely important to have that information coming in and foster that creativity. Because when I hear what others are doing, or when I hear the way they write or the way they speak, or, um, you know, the, the, the YouTube things or the documentaries or the biographies and things like that, those are very inspirational when you hear what is possible because others have done it. But then there comes a point too, where you have to have a balance between too much information and then time to just process it. And so when we overload ourselves with the technology or the learning or the information, we also need to to realize that we need time to just be like, it's not bad for you to be bored or for your kids to be bored because they, they need time to think and to process and to, to be able to come up with things, you know, like you think about all the great inventors in history, they didn't have a cell phone in their hand 24 hours a day, right? They had time to take walks and think, or to sit on the porch and talk, or to, you know, to ride their horse with the wind rushing through their hair and, mm-hmm. and, and all of the thoughts that come with that. And I, I don't think we have enough of that these days, Right. but I think it's very important to, to let people know that it's okay to be bored. You need some of that downtime to just go with, with what your brain is thinking through and processing of all the information you've been taking in. 
Right. I love that. So one of the things I just did an online summit for uh, business owners. And one of, one of my things I was really hoping that people got was create and consume. They're not the same thing. And you, we need to consume. So we have good, good information coming in, but we also need those times of white space so we can mull it over and process it and then create ourselves. And it's not all one thing or all the other thing. It has to be a balance, you know? Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. And yeah. I think something, another thing that might be important when you're working with children too is um, the importance of words, you know, and telling them you are creative. You are so creative, you know, or they come in and say, Bo- I, I'm bored, what do I do? Saying, well, you, I know you're so creative. Why don't you, why don't you invent something? Why don't you go and try to do what so-and-so did? Why don't you figure out a way to do X, you know? Um, and, and just encouraging them with those positive words that I know you're created. You're created in the image of God, who is a creative God. And so I know you have creativity built into your soul. You can figure out what to do with this, you know, and just building them up instead of, instead of going with the, well, no, you can't do that right now. You can't do this right now. Like reframe it into a way that, that is positive and builds them up and lets, oh, I am creative. I wonder what I could do, you know, and, and push them in that direction. I love it. How how is living as expats? I mean, are your kids bilingual? I would assume that they are at this point. And um, and clearly you are. I, I watched a video of you, uh, you this week, and clearly you are bilingual. Do your kids feel like the world is so big and they're not afraid? Is that one of the benefits of living internationally? Or do they do they identify as Americans or as Mexicans? Or just share with us really quickly if you can about what it's like, you know, living in a different country. That's, that's a really interesting question because technically our children are what they call third culture kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and third culture kids have parents of, of one culture, but may have grown up in a second culture. And so they, they sort of are this blend. And sometimes they, they don't know which one they belong to. And sometimes they embrace that and are able to say, you know, oh, no, this is mine. This is the blend of, of the two. And I think ours as they are developing into teenagers and, and young adults, um, we're starting to see some of those struggles, but also some of those victories of the blended identity. Um, we speak English in the home and we do our homeschool programs for the most part in English. We, for the last year, almost year and a half, we've had a tutor come in for about an hour each afternoon and work with them in a group or sometimes individually in their Spanish. So they're getting tutored in Spanish, but then when we're outside the home or when we have visitors in the home, everything is in Spanish. And so, you know, flip that over for someone who's in the States who wants to, to learn a second language or incorporate that into your home. You know, you could do the same thing when you're in the home, you could speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you're out and about, you speak English because that's the culture you're in. And in terms of like the holidays and the celebrations and things, we still try to keep as much of the American traditions as we can, but also embrace the Mexican ones. And, you know, four of our five children were born here. So they're, they're dual citizens and they do have the heritage of both sides because of that. And so really just trying, trying to blend it and sort of create our own identity within those two worlds is the way that we've done it so far. Yeah. Katie, it has been delightful talking to you. Anything you'd like to leave our listeners with or, anything else that has gone unsaid at this point? <laughs> well, you know, if, I mean, if we, if there's anyone listening who, who wants some help 
when they're you know, getting started with an online business or creating your product or course, of course, we're more than happy to offer services for that. And if you need information about Mexico or expat living or um, anything like that, of course, get in touch with us. We do have, as it's coming up on the holidays, we do have a book called Milk the Christmas Monkey that is a is sort of a, a Christian alternative to Elf on the Shelf. Uh-huh. So there's a, a letter from your monkey friend every day, or it could be whatever and you know, plush you have at home, whatever friend you have. But it, it focuses on teaching children the character of God mm-hmm. through the holidays. You know, we don't we don't have to be good to earn God's love and his favor and his gifts. He loves us just the way we are. And so all of the activities, there's crafts and there's activities and there's uh, a couple of recipes and there's, you know, just different little things that you can do with your kids as a family during the holidays that gives them the same sort of uh, fun and, and every morning surprise as the Elf on the Shelf does, but with a focus on knowing who God is mm-hmm. and on, on loving each other. And, and there's some community service types activities and stuff there. And so um, if you want to encourage that creativity with your kids, that's a great resource for you coming up on the holidays. Um, and it's something you can use with Sunday school groups and other things like that. And so I'd encourage you to check out Milk the Christmas Monkey. He's also got his own Instagram and Facebook group. And we'll put the links to that in there too. Hey, actually this morning I was writing a blog post on how to do homemade Advent baskets for family members because we, our grandkids live miles and miles away. So we're going to do this Advent basket for them. They can unwrap something every day. And, and that would be a perfect addition to an Advent basket, especially for family who's far away or someone whose lives you want to touch in a beautiful way. That'd be oh, yeah. that's, that's a fabulous idea. Yeah. Katie, it's been delightful having you on here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode, so be sure and leave a comment. And as always, please listen, share, and download. We love to hear from you. This is Lisa Nearing, and we'll see you next week on Soft Skills 101.